0: Well, hello! It is a winter wonderland where Danielle and I are, and this is another episode <laughs> of Nostalgia Crew. Uh,
1: yeah, I told my mother. I said that w- since it snows like around the um in December, the Christmas decorations make it look more festive.
0: <laughs> you know, it, it's weird because um, today my dad was getting. Uh, Christmas cards down and some Christmas lights like old Christmas lights that I remember as a kid and I think with the snow that we got just added on to it today
1: yeah I mean it really because usually I don't for those of you who don't know where Bill and I live we get snow in December but generally the bulk of it's in January in fact yeah, the last major snowstorm in December I can remember was about Seven, eight years ago. Yeah,
0: it was... Yeah, I actually remember that one because my dad was just about to retire and JT was only two months old. So he was still innocent then.
1: (laughs) What, he's not so innocent
0: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He he still... They're they're all innocent. uh, Yeah, they're not teenagers yet. No, they're not teenagers. Thank
1: God. Uh, 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 Their parents are probably, if they're
0: listening, are like, do not rush that. Uh... (laughs) Actually, uh, you know what? I'll um, I'll tell you off air what's happening tomorrow, which is sort of cute. So, um, oh boy, it's not teenage. It, it's not teenage related, but
1: okay. But anyways, yeah. So I remember it mainly because it was about a week before Christmas, and they closed all the stores, and I was like, well, you know that series.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we ended up getting a two-week winter break when we were supposed to get like a week and a half. So we, yeah. we ended up with two weeks off for winter vacation instead of like a week and a half. So
1: I had gone to a friend's house the night before for a Christmas mm-hmm. party. Uh, we had gone out to dinner, and we were going to go to her house afterwards to watch movies, and we were going to stay over. One of my friends had heard about the storm coming, and decided not to stay over she said well i think it might be best if i just went home And i was like oh no i'll be fine she was the smarter of the two (laughs) my friend at the time lived about let's say 30 45 minutes away it took me three hours to get home three hours to get home from her house and her father bless his heart he's like that's okay i'm from michigan i am used to this Because another thing, people, where we live, we get snow, but we're still not accustomed to yeah. a lot of it. And we tend to panic over... Because here, we tend when we get something that other places get a lot, we tend to panic. Like if we get... Um, we had an earthquake, which was very tiny.
0: Oh my god, yes, that was a good one. And we, we just can- had one Well. Recently- some people felt it recently. I did yeah, not feel it.
1: it like. So we tend to panic. We have a um, hurricane. Panic. Well, that, that's normal, actually. That, that's probably not the best example. But if we're even told that we're going to get snow, run into the supermarket, get the bread and the toilet paper.
0: Yeah, when we get our plague of locusts and um, yeah. hail that turns in the fireball, we panic.
1: Get a championship football team. Panic. panic. We pay, it, Yeah, it's like pay the podium. It eru- erupts in the streets because we're not used to having one. Well, and if we ever get a champ, World Series winning baseball team in my lifetime, I can imagine the panic that will erupt. Because <laughs> the last time we had one was two years before I was born.
0: Yeah, 83. So.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> this one, uh, we're not going to talk about. What we do in Maryland when it snows, but our, well, actually, well, that could be a like a thing in the future where we talk about snow stories. We'll probably
1: tell do that next month because
0: it's generally we'll probably yeah, get it for snow in January. <laughs> yeah. Um. This month, we are actually I have three Christmas lists that oh. Danielle and I are going to discuss, give our yeah. thoughts on. Plus, um, we're going to do our movie and album of the month. And we are bringing back, you know what I miss, but going to do it differently for the holiday season. So, and who knows what else? Because this is the last uh, show of the year. And... Yeah, wow, this year, you know, it's, real quick, and and I was, we were talking earlier, my dad and one of my sisters, yeah. how we say a lot of times, boy, this year went quick. This year went quick.
1: It did and it didn't. Mm-hmm. That's, but it's weird, because I totally forgot New Year's, because usually New Year's with especially in our with our friends because a lot of us don't oh, live a, near each other. So we're usually it's, it's a big deal. Yeah, usually we're trying to get New Year's plans together around the same time people are trying to get Christmas plans together because with us making New Year's plans it involves somebody having to drive like almost an hour or somebody going here. So and staying over somebody's house and that all that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I haven't started that yet. Um and it just dawned on me because I'm so, I'm just, I'm in the midst of Christmas stuff that, oh, yeah, that.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what I am doing for New Year's right now.
1: I have absolutely no idea. I got so, invited somewhere, but I don't think I'm going there. But, right. you know, no offense to if anybody who is going is listening. I just don't yeah. know about <laughs> um,
0: Well, you know what? Why don't we... Just jump right into uh, our our stories that we... Or actually, no, you know what? Before we do that, what? how about we do one of our lists now? If you're, okay, okay. mine
1: was... Yeah, but that's fine.
0: All right, so in my hand that no one can see, <laughs> I am not holding three envelopes, but let's just pretend I am. Danielle, you will get to ha- you get to pick first from envelope number one, number two, or number three. And there, there it's there's no zonks. What's it like?
1: I know. I was gonna say it's like let's make a deal.
0: There there are no zonks. Uh, these are just lists for at least Danielle and I to start discussing, and then we could take it over into our Facebook group. Just type in nostalgia crew, and you are right there. So Miss Skinner, would you like envelope number one, number two, or number three?
1: I will go with number two.
0: Number two. All right. I'm going to pretend I'm ripping the envelope. All right. Very
1: authentic. And
0: and our first topic is the 10 greatest Christmas movies of all time.
1: Wow. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um... Now, I had to mute that because, you know, the ads and, you know, we don't want to get sued. Oh, I thought
1: you had, like, somebody in the background with you. Also no!
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes. Um, you guys probably noticed from the last episode that um, I, we, we're we going to probably do a lot of these lists from WatchMojo.com. And um, this is one of them. Actually, all three of them are from WatchMojo.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this list was first revealed on YouTube on Christmas Eve, 2013. Uh, This has over 1.2 million views. And I have not seen this list, so I have no idea what's number one, what's not on the list. I I have no idea. So we're both going to be surprised. And you, the listeners, probably will be too, oops, excuse me, uh, unless you have already seen this list. Which, if you have, well, you don't have to worry about not spoiling, because, well, it's a recorded show. So, here we go. Top 10 greatest Christmas movies of all time, the 2013 version. And we'll start off with number 10, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas.
1: The animated
0: one or the motion picture?
1: The motion picture. Okay, I agree. Uh,
0: I have joked with <laughs> friends that I went to high school with that this was, like, the Christmas movie that got played at school for, like, three of the four years.
1: I saw it when I, my high school actually went and saw it in theaters. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, um, that, our high school, um, the one I, one of the high schools I went to, 10th and 11th grade, for our Christmas party, we would go to the movies. Like, they, they would rent out and, the theater? No, that would have been smart. Um, <laughs> no, we went to see, we would just go to the theater and see it like regular So we went to, and we saw, um, in fact, the funny thing is, Oh no, the theater's still there. The mall got demolished, but the theater's still there. Mm -hmm. Um, We went and we saw how the Grinch stole Christmas when I was in tenth grade, and then and it wasn't that bad. It went well. So then the next year, they decided to when we were in eleventh grade, they decided to have us go see Lord of the Rings, which had come out on that day. Oh. I do not recommend doing this. I really do not recommend doing this with a bunch of high school students. (laughs) Um, I got in, I think, about half an hour, 45 minutes into the movie, finally. So, yeah, because, let me rephrase this. If you do do this with a group of students, buy the tickets in advance. Yeah. Let's say that. We didn't do that. (laughs) Um.
0: Oh,
2: go ahead.
1: But in any case, um, back to the topic. Um, I actually think that they did an excellent job expanding on the original story with that movie. I really do think that they did a good job in expanding on why the Grinch didn't like Christmas and and, and the town of Whoville and the people in the t- I think they did a fairly decent job with it. And um, Jim Carrey's hilarious. I really.
0: I wanna, I wanna ask, because you might be one of the few people that will admit that they liked that version yeah. of the Grinch. Why, why do you think right. it? Why do you think it's universally panned?
1: I don't know. It, part of it might be due to the fact that it's Jim Carrey, because not a lot of Jim Carrey was great in the '90s, but I think he was one of those comedians like some movie comedians that once the two thousands began mm-hmm. kind of dropped off a little. Right. Although by that point he was still pretty popular at that time. But
2: yeah.
1: It was when he got dramatic that I was like, okay, I'm not I'm not feeling this. But oh, um that was part of it. I think the other part of it was when you expand on something that has a smaller adaptation you tend to make it feel too cluttered or too and i think some people felt that oh it's too cluttered i think some people felt that the reasoning behind him hating christmas was so stupid that oh god he got rejected by a girl you know? <laughs> at any time somebody um a failed relationship or something like that as motivation for our characters' actions, people get really annoyed because that makes the character seem weak. Like, my friend got annoyed when she saw Maleficent and it was revealed that the reason she was like that was because of a guy and she got real mm-hmm.
2: okay.
1: um, I think that might be it. I think they might have thought they commercialized it too much with the pop culture references. I thought that was funny.
2: Um,
1: And I think... Other people either really didn't watch it, and they like to lump it in with the Cat in the Hat, which they shouldn't, mm-hmm. because the Cat in the Hat was just horrible. I mean, anytime the um, the widow—I don't know if it was the widow or the family of Dr. Seuss—but when the Cat in the Hat came out, they stopped them from making any more live-action adaptations of his books. <laughs> they, they told them, "No, you can't." And I think since then, I think every. The Lorax. I don't know if the Lorax is one of his books, but that was animated. Right, so, the
0: Lorax ended up being animated. So. Yeah.
1: So I think it was. I know it's not just. It's. I think it's just live. Yeah, because Horton came out after that, and Horton was. Yeah. So it's just live action adaptations. You. They can no longer do. It. Okay. But. I, I, I don't have any, I haven't seen it in a long time, though, but I've never, I did not have an issue with it.
0: I never, I, was... I never made it to the end. Oh, and really? I, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, it, it wasn't because of my choice, it was either because, like, oh, I had to leave or something was happening, like, if we were watching at home, so I never got to the end. But when you've seen the cartoon, it's like, oh, well, it's gonna be the same ending, so.
1: a great expansion on you know it it took the story and gave it a beginning and then it gave it an ending and basically if you've read the book and you know the original thing Mm -hmm. um it's it expands on it yeah i used to hate this story because when i was in middle school what my school traditionally would do every year was they would have the eighth graders the eighth graders would wear santa hats and they'd come up and they'd recite how the grinch stole christmas and uh and i had the santa hat i think my mother made me the santa hat that oh, had wow. a bell on it and i look like such a dork <laughs> um I, and i had oh god I forgot which part i had to recite i just know it was the part with the he even took their last can of who hash or like oh wow or that that's the one part i remember saying but for but i just hated doing that so for the longest so when i had to go so i wasn't too thrilled with the um <laughs> i didn't want to watch the sh- the cartoon after that
2: but, mm-hmm.
1: but no i i i don't think it's a terrible movie i you know now um And I think number 10 is a good spot for it, because if this had been higher up on the list, I probably would have disagreed. Right. Okay. Yeah, 10's good. All right.
0: Number nine, The Santa Claus.
1: I actually haven't seen that movie in about, good Lord, at least 20 years.
0: I think what's interesting with that movie is and i might be wrong in my memory at first it didn't i mean like it was successful at the box office but it what i i don't think it was that liked by critics but as time has gone on this movie has become you know a beloved christmas movie
1: it got two sequels
0: yeah it did um
1: <laughs> Although the original one's more adult than the sequels, I think. But
0: but the original one I think is the smarter of the three because okay, who honestly would think of okay, a guy you know see Santa Claus, Santa spoiler alert here. Santa Claus falls off the roof, he dies, regular Joe becomes the new Santa Claus. That's a pretty smart brilliant idea for a
1: movie. I I like I saw it when I was a kid, and I think my mother, because what we used to do when we were kids was, my mother we would um, be allowed to open the stuff in our stocking on Christmas Eve, and what my mother one of the things my mother would generally put in our stockings would be a videotape or something we can watch, right. and one year we got Santa Claus, oh, and so we watched that, and um, yeah, I liked it. I mean. Despite some of the stuff he's done and said recently, I actually like some of Tim Allen's things and um, I watched it. He did an interview recently. Um, 2020 was running a, ran a special um, a couple of weeks back about, um, in fact, some of these movies might wind up on the list um, of Christmas movies of all time. And they interviewed some of the stars and Tim Allen Hated working with kids. He still to this day hates working (laughs) with kids. Had no idea. You, you, and he said um, a lot of it he projected into that role. And
0: then I wonder how he made it through eight seasons of Home Improvement.
1: Yeah. I know, because you couldn't tell at all on Home Improvement. Yeah. I will will still watch that show now. He did such a good... I wonder...
0: I wonder, well, real quick, I wonder how he was able to do that with Last Man Standing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, Last Man Standing, the kids on there were older.
0: They were teenagers, that's true. They
1: were teenagers, or some of them were adults playing teenagers. Yeah. So I think that's how he did it. But Home Improvement, they were like, I think the oldest one was like 10 at the beginning, Yeah. At least the most, so... Yeah, they literally grew up where his last man standing, I think like... uh, Like late
0: teens, early 20s.
1: They were, yeah, they were like in their 20s playing teenagers, and then their youngest one was like maybe 12, so... But he had his grandson, though, who was a kid, Mm -hmm. little kid. Yeah. But he, yeah, he said... uh, (laughs) But yeah, so he projected a lot into it, and the actor who played his son in the movie even said that, yeah, you could 12 he just did not like being around kids and he's like he's like i and he even admitted he's like my own barely like me as it is
2: (laughs) oh my
1: so um but yeah i think it's an interesting concept that um you know this guy gets stuck being santa and but yeah the the sequels it's a little, I, I think I was a senior in high school when one of them came out.
0: Probably Actually, number two.
1: Two. Yeah. There was a huge jump. I thought in, t- in years between. <laughs> Cause, um, yeah, that's right. I was a senior in high school. And I remember because my homeroom teacher and his wife were going to go see it like right when we went on Christmas break or something.
2: Hmm. And, um,
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's and I heard the third one just was not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it, but I, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I think that it, it's overlooked a lot, but I do think that you know, they'll be uh, you know, if I have kids, I'll probably show them that movie. Yeah.
0: All right, number 8, Scrooge.
1: I've only seen that movie once.
0: I've only seen it once. And it was at our HCC Christmas party from however many years ago that was.
1: It's really funny because I was on an HCC trip when I saw it. And I I couldn't remember if you were there too. So I was like, that would be really funny. (laughs) Um, No, um, our friends were in a group, a club at HCC called the Leadership Club. Do not ask me what it is they did. I cannot tell you. I just know that all the kids from Project Access were in this group. They're called Leadership Club. I never actually joined it because their club meetings, like, or like on my break between classes, I'm like, I don't. I just want to relax and eat lunch for an right. hour. <laughs> Would go to do this. Wow. But um, oh yeah, I'll admit that. Right. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so. We went on a trip to Harper's Ferry down in West Virginia. And uh, because my birthday was that day, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll hang out with my friends on my birthday. So we took a bus trip and we saw Scrooge. And it was weird, as Bill Murray films tend to be. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it was dark, as Bill Murray films.
0: It's a different version of A Christmas Carol.
1: It really is. And I did get a little sad at times, as you should be. But yeah, a Christmas carol is one of those things that has been done so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even think I've seen the original version of Where,
0: it. Where's that list, Watch Mojo? The top 10 versions of A Christmas Carol. Let's have well, that one.
1: Well, on one of my great time wasters, there's a website called TV Tropes, which I practically live on. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I should warn you, in fact, there's a thing that says TV Tropes can ruin your life. And it can because you're constantly, because it like it, It's like hours. Out of your life, but it's a great site. But, anyways, they have a category on there called Not Another Christmas Carol.
2: Yeah.
1: And it'll list in every genre or whatever how many there's how many versions of a Christmas Carol. <laughs> um, and, and I mean, and it's not even just movies, it's episodes of TV shows right.
2: too
1: that have done <laughs> Christmas Carol. And there um, are. But I, I, um, But yeah, I saw, like I said, this was 13 years ago that I saw Scrooge. And I honestly, I do remember parts of it. So, but I do think Bill Murray's funny. All right. So, yeah.
0: Uh, Number seven, Elf.
1: I've seen parts of it. I haven't seen... I've seen bits and pieces of of it. I haven't seen the whole movie in entirety.
0: I look at the movie in this way. This movie, Elf, is right now the modern holiday classic. And I say that because there's a number of factors that go into it. One of which is the story. Again, original, like Santa Claus was. Elf, the, the the story of Elf is an original um, yeah, I love story.
1: Yeah, the plot. The plot is very modern, I think. And the other
0: reason I think it's a modern classic is because of how Will Ferrell is in the movie. I mean, that's just how he is. You know, he's...
1: Yeah, Will Ferrell, even when he's doing family-friendly stuff, he's still Will Ferrell.
0: Because, like, When they did the animated version a few years back, because they had um, uh, Jim Parsons being buddy in the movie. Oh. And it was more of a musical than it was the movie. They tried, they did an okay job, but it just is not the movie. And the one thing I'm glad about, and when I'm about to say this, I'm sure some Hollywood producer will be listening to this and will be like, "Uh-huh,
2: he's got an
0: idea." <laughs> I don't want a sequel. I think that is one and done. You cannot do a sequel to Elf. There are I re-
1: yeah, I read the plot. I'm like, there's no
0: room. Unless you know, like he and his wife leave the North Pole and leave their child there, and Bob Newhart has to take care of the kid for a few hundred years and then has to tell him, oh, your dad was an elf, but he went back to New York and he became an even bigger a bigger prick than your grandfather was. There's that possibility.
1: I am totally in favor of anything that allows us to see Bob Newhart more, though. <laughs> I, I, I love Bob Newhart. I I recently, well, I mean, I knew who he was for years, but right. I've recently gotten into watching his sitcoms and listening to interviews and listening to a stand up comedy, and I love Bob Newhart. So, I, if there's anything else that can put Bob Newhart in movies or on television, I am totally. Sadly, his characters killed for Big Bang. Here, well, so. well but,
0: oh, but not necessarily. Yeah. Not necessarily because he is. uh oh,
1: yeah, he's a ghost.
0: Yeah, he's Sheldon's he's Sheld- Jedi. Yeah, Jedi Master, <laughs> which is pretty funny. So
1: he's hilarious. But I, I I love Bob Newhart. If if you um yeah if if you ever get a chance go on YouTube. Some God bless them. Somebody uploaded the entire Newhart series on YouTube. I watch it all the time. Oh my God. It's so worth it. Wow. <laughs> uh
2: all right
1: what's next let's
0: get to it number six home alone
1: Uh, absolutely it should be higher but absolutely
0: this movie i here's my stance because uh, obviously you and i we've both seen the the first two and we're just going to do the first two because, because the third one is a completely different.
1: Yeah, class. so everything after that just doesn't matter.
0: The first Home Alone movie has the better story plot. Correct. Because I mean, my God, you know how is a kid left alone at home on Christmas?
1: It's the best story plot for the time period in which it was made. To keep that in mind, because
0: <laughs> and and that was back then. It. And that movie was back then the modern holiday classic, and so and you can make an argument that it still is.
1: It certainly is. But, but I do know that if I had kids and I watched it with them, I'd have to explain a lot of stuff because they'd be like, "Well, why did they call the, the cell phone or why did they?" You know, I don't know. Kids How are did get to the airport that fast.
0: Kids are kids are smart. They'd be able to figure it out. I think, but. What I was going to say was, the first movie has the better plot. The second movie has the better traps, to me. I love the traps in the second
2: one.
1: The first movie, I feel like, did cover their bases much better in explaining how he possibly... Because you don't notice it when you first watch it, but if you watch it very thoroughly and listen to the commentary, because they explain this on the DVD commentary, Mm -hmm. they covered their bases so thoroughly on how this possibly could have happened. So, like, they, um, okay, so there's, there's, um, all the kids and the, um... And the cousins—that's another thing I'm proud of. After 20 years, I now know which kid who all their all the kids belong to.
0: Oh dear God! So, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to test you today. I'm not even going to do that.
1: I'm so proud of myself. Wow. I can now figure it out. But it's anyways. So, so, but they have all these kids in the house. So, okay. So then Kevin's brother tries to. um says he ate up all his pizza, and, and his brother getting into the fight. So Kevin shoves his brother, knocks him into the thing, spills the milk. They spill the milk. They clean up the table. While they're cleaning up the table from the spilled milk, they accidentally throw away Kevin's boarding pass and the airline ticket. Okay? Yeah. That eliminates that. Kevin gets in trouble. They send Kevin upstairs to the attic. They forget Kevin's up there when they leave for the airport because they're running around. Okay? Okay. The kid from across the street goes to look in the, the vans because he's curious. So when Kevin's cousin's counting people, she accidentally counts him. Yes. Covered that. Go to the airport. They drop. Now, this is a little bit of nowadays. This would have never happened. They drop all the. Um, she says, OK, just take what's there. Merry Christmas. And they just run on the plane. Nowadays, the security they would have got. They would have figured this out. Oh, yeah. Like you Know the Roman plane, Sit. they that's like the best logical, con- you know, and then they can't call the house to tell to talk to Kevin because
0: they're in France.
1: The pa- yeah, the, the phone lines got out that night, and um, right before they leave for the airport, the um, electrician says. Well, we got your power back on, but the phone lines are going to take forever to, are going to take a few days.
0: There you go. Yeah. One Although last. I don't
1: get how they got where's the answering machine, but that's
0: a <laughs> One last thing I want to add on to that, then we'll go to number five. The yeah. Home Alone video game
1: sucks. It does.
0: My nephews tried to play it. I have played it for years. We all agree it is a terrible game.
1: You're literally doing the same thing in front of several different scenes. I, I,
0: I'm not, you know what, that's another discussion for another day.
1: But it, it's, yeah, we we didn't have it, but we, a girl my sister went to school with lent it to her, and oh yeah, it's god. pretty
0: bad. <laughs> uh, number five, number five, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation.
1: God that's another classic.
0: Oh my god.
1: That, that
0: is Clark Gris. Clark at his very best.
1: Clark Griswold is Future Husband Goals. Because I know that's going to sound weird. I will explain later. Spoiler alert. Um, why? But he is. And that movie, I love it. I watch it every year. I will watch it multiple times. In fact, I'm just going to buy it because I always get it from the library. and yeah, I Just see. buy it. You know, I'm just gonna go buy it. it. It's it's genius. It is a wonderful movie. It is the best out of all the vacation movies. Yes. And the funny thing is, they don't even leave the house. <laughs> well, I mean, they do, but like they don't go away. Right. Vacation. It's. But it is the best out of all of them. It is. Like I said, I will explain why later. But it is genius, and I love it.
0: That was actually, uh, my one of my suggestions for a movie. I think it was last year at this time, actually.
1: Oh, really? And, and
0: if not last year, the year before.
1: Oh, crap. Well, I was going to use that. That was going to be my movie pick. Well, okay. well,
0: there you go. I saved you.
1: Okay, well, then I will talk about it now. Okay, okay go ahead. Alright, first of all, Clark Griswold is future husband goals because this man is going through all this trouble, all this trouble just to give his family the best Christmas ever and and it, it comes from, like, he's not, it, it seems selfish, it seems crazy, but he's really trying so hard to give his family, like, the best. Mm-hmm. That, that's how all the movies are. He's really trying. And I just, <laughs> that is just the nicest thing. And his wife, God bless her, is, like, sparky. <laughs> and, um, just, it is just so funny, like, also one of the funniest singings of the national anthem you will ever hear in a movie because oh, I can't explain how. But they um I can't because that's how it ends. Right. Now. But it, it is and like all their relatives, his uh, cousin Eddie and his wife and um Aunt May <laughs> or no, not Aunt May, but their aunt who's like wrap the cat in the box and um, it's just like it's so stupid. Yeah. And um, and then Johnny Galecki, he's on Big Bang Theory. He plays their son. You wouldn't recognize him at all. I wouldn't even known if I hadn't read the credits. Hmm. All
2: right. Um.
1: Yeah. It 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 is just just so hilarious. Because any any movie where you have a ton of relatives in one house crammed together just cracks me up right. for any given reason. That that's one of them because they're like all, it, it, and then he tries to make everything seem normal and it's not because <laughs> and, I and
0: might it have goes. to I might have to watch that again this Christmas. I haven't seen I it in forever, and it, it is so great.
1: Oh, it, it is! It is great. It, it but yeah, the Okay, then I won't spoil why. The, it's one of the funniest things, the national anthem ever. But yeah. it's just, it's just. It, it basically, but if you haven't seen it, basically, it's the Griswolds. All their relatives come over for Christmas, and chaos
0: ensues. ensues yep. All right, <laughs> number four. The original, Miracle on 34th Street.
1: Yes! Okay, I have very funny, funny things about, well, if the other one's on the list, is other, I don't want to do spoilers. Well, this is the original. Okay.
0: I don't, I don't think the remakes go on this list.
1: Okay. All right, well, then I'll explain both. I have a DVD that has both of them on it, um, the original and the remake on it. And there, in fact, you can even choose between watching the black and white, a black and white, the original black and white, or a colorized version of the original. Um, the original, if you took the Santa plot from the original and the romantic subplot from the remake and combined them together, you'd have the perfect movie. Wow the original has the better Santa plot because the original there's no real villain per se
0: no there isn't
1: there it like yeah he's on trial but the guy who's like the district attorney or whatever or he's just doing his job he's not like, trying to lock he doesn't nobody wants to be the person who locks up santa mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a genuine you know happy yeah they're, they're they're good but what lacks is the romantic subplot between um the attorney that defends santa and susan's mother whose name, maureen o'hara's character whose name i forgot but that the remake does a much better job with that relationship than the original the original it's just like oh we met once and we're going to get married because it'll make the kid happy (laughs) you know whereas the remake it actually solves it by first of all they're actually already dating or together somewhat and know each other when the before the movie starts Mm -hmm. so it seems more plausible that they get married at the end and they flesh it out much much more and they do get married there's more they build on that more which makes it better but unfortunately they made the santa plot and the remake much darker and because Macy's refused to be involved in the remake, they kind of... It, it doesn't really have that authentic feel that the original has with that plot. All right. now, so it, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I, I do recommend watching both of them.
0: Now, this movie, um, and I want to mention this, Right. it won three Academy Awards, Best Writing Original Story, Best Writing Screenplay, and Best Actor in a Supporting Role being Santa Claus, uh, Edmund Edmund Gwynn. It was nominated for Best Picture that year, but lost to Gentleman's Agreement. Which I have seen. and I, I mean, I've seen Gentleman's Agreement. I have not seen, again, I'm going to say this, and it's going to surprise people. I have not seen Miracle on 34th Street.
1: Either version,
0: either version,
1: okay.
0: Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, Miracle on 34th Street that year was nominated for Best Picture and did not win. All
1: right, the all right, do you know what Miracle on 34th Street is about? Yeah, I do. Okay, all
0: right, (laughs) that's gonna save us time. Okay, um, (laughs) number let's get to number three,
1: yeah,
0: number three. The 1938, and I think this is the original, I'm not sure. The 1938 version of A Christmas Carol. I have
1: not
0: seen that. Believe it or not. Um, I have not seen it either, but it's pretty much the same as any other version of A Christmas Carol that you can have. Yeah,
1: I, but... Probably
2: should at some point just
0: to see, you know. Yeah. Again. I, and I and I think I can make this suggestion on WatchMojo.com. Top ten versions of a Christmas Carol. Let's do it, folks. We
1: Definitely. Can. And I already know what number one's gonna be, but we're not
0: gonna go. Alright. Um well they're still playing the clip, so we'll get to number two in a minute.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh number two. A Christmas Story.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> All
0: right. I think we're going to have mixed feelings on this one. It's, okay. f- for me, it's a good movie. It is a good movie. It's funny. There are some funny parts in there. Um, however, and I think I'm going to make an argument for Danielle because I can tell by Danielle she's not a fan of this. Right.
2: Right
0: they sort of ruined the love of the movie
1: yep
0: by having the christmas day marathon every year
1: yeah
0: and that's since been you were going a kid for in the
1: 90 grew up with cable yeah
0: and that's been going for 20 plus years
1: on i think it's TNT
0: and then yeah TNT and i think also TBS
1: yeah
0: and then to add into this conversation, they are going to do on the seventeenth of December a live version of a Christmas story on Fox,
1: and it's a musical.
0: And they're now, 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 they got the narrator right. I think they got Matthew Broderick as the narrator. That's a good choice, I I think. But. I-
1: never seen the stage play version so I don't know how this is
0: going to look. Honestly, I didn't even know there was a stage version of it. But I think with that movie you are in one of two categories. You are either in the I really, really love this movie or I really, really don't like this movie one bit. And it's one of those rare movies where you're in that situation. But
1: it, it just suffers from overkill. It does. It, it can. FX, a few years back, tried to do the same thing with Home Alone. They tried to do a 24-hour Home Alone marathon. I'm like, oh, heck no. You are not ruining that. Right. <laughs> it's like, no. Thank you. <laughs>
0: all right. And now we get to number one for this list. The greatest Christmas movie of all time, according to WatchMojo.com. It's a Wonderful Life. Okay, I can tell by Danielle, they got this one right.
2: No.
1: It's okay. (laughs) I know that sounds weird. (laughs) Okay. First of all, have you seen It's a Wonderful Life?
0: Not the whole thing. Okay. I always catch the ending, because I think the ending is one of the best scenes in the history of movies.
1: All right, let me explain this first of all. I had never, I first saw It's a Wonderful Life and I missed the first few minutes of it. Mm -hmm. I do not recommend this because if you watch the first few minutes, if you watch it all the way from start to finish, it makes perfect sense. But if you miss the first few minutes, it doesn't make that much sense. All right. Now, like most people, when they think of It's a Wonderful Life, the thing that they most think of is this is about what is it like if he was never born? That doesn't happen until, like, about 20 minutes before the end of the movie. (laughs) Which, if you've never seen it before, you'll be waiting and waiting. (laughs) And that's what happened to me. And unfortunately, I saw this, watched this on NBC. Like, they air every year and there's commercials.
2: Every Christmas Eve.
1: Um, So... But if you watch it from the beginning to the end, you'll realize why it's this long. It's because the Clarence, or Clarence, or yeah, Clarence, he's the angel. Mm -hmm. And you hear at the beginning of the movie, all these prayers or voices going up to heaven saying, God, please pray for George Bailey. Please pray for George Bailey. And this, and then god is like okay clarence and he's like well why are all these people praying for george bailey what's who's george bailey so then he's like okay well let me tell you about george bailey and then that's like basically the first two and a half hours of the movie is him explaining who so you have to figure out um this is george bailey's life this is where george bailey grew up this is george bailey's family this is george how george bailey met his wife and then they, And then it goes through all that, and then it gets to the point where, okay, why are all these people worried about George Bailey? And this is what brought it to this point. So Mm -hmm. you kind of have to watch the whole movie to get that. But it is very long, and it can be tiresome (laughs) if you watch the whole thing. But you have to in order for it to make sense, and in order for you to get the full impact of what life would be like if he wasn't born. But it is a very lengthy film. And if you love Jimmy Stewart, I highly recommend watching The Shop Around the Corner, which is a much shorter but good Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is a very lengthy But thankfully has not been killed by TV broadcasting because it only comes on once a year.
2: <laughs> right.
0: Um, To put it into perspective as far as how this movie is, um, the movie was nominated for five Academy Awards. did not win any. However, it did get a technical achievement award for the de- and this is what it says for the development of a new method of simulating falling snow on motion picture sets. Really? Yeah. Uh, the American Film Institute in 1998 ranked this the 11th greatest movie of all time. Uh, it ranked it, as far as 100 Passions go, the 8th greatest passion. Mr. Potter, who is the villain in the movie, is the 6th the greatest villain of all time with George Bailey number 9. Uh, in what year was this one? I don't remember. Uh, 2006, it was named by the American Film Institute the most inspiring film which makes sense. In 2007, it was ranked number 20 in the 10th anniversary edition of the 100 Greatest Movies of All Time. And in 2008, was ranked number 3 in fantasy films. I don't know if I would consider that a fantasy film or not. Alright, so that was our first list. And we will get back to the lists later because we have, uh, some topics to discuss. And Danielle, I'm going to let you start it off with your first topic.
1: Okay. Um, so this is a takeoff of something we discussed, I believe it was last month, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Votes. Now, I, um, followed Bill's suggestion and I placed my ballot in and, I got the email back. They've um, closed the poll. Mm-hmm. And the fan vote results are in. And the following our artists are going to get an extra vote in the official induction vote right. based on the poll. So we'll start with number five and go. Yeah. Down. Number five with 538,000 votes, Judas Priest.
0: And uh, can I just say real quick, with that one, on the Facebook group, there were so many people mm-hmm. who were admitting, like, "Okay, use your use different emails to vote for Judas Priest. We want them to get in. We want them to get that extra vote." It was it was craziness. Yeah, me. I used only one email address. To be fair, so uh,
1: I thought you would be one. No. All right, number four with five hundred fifty-two thousand votes. The cars. Yep, I like the course. Number three with 613,000 votes, Dire Straits. Mm hmm. Okay. Number two with 947,000 votes, Moody Blues. And number one with a whopping 1.16 million votes, Bon Jovi.
0: And something I think we should mention, and, and when I read the article, is since they've included the fan vote, whoever has finished number one has gone in that year for the Hall of Fame. So it's looking more than likely Bon Jovi is getting in.
1: Yeah, and there's I... a
0: week. It's a weak class or a, a weak roster, so I could definitely see Bon Jovi getting in.
1: Yeah, it, it's kind of a weird... I don't know. Yeah. So that's... But those are the votes. So, um, yeah. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs>
0: uh, and for those who are curious when they will announce the class, it will be on Wednesday, December 13th at 7 a.m. Eastern because, you know we're all going to be tuning in at 7 a.m. on December the 13th and it's going to be on Sirius XM volume so channel 106 if you have Sirius XM it's channel 106 so they
1: always make these uh, nomination announcements early in the morning for things
0: well but well you know what though i i probably shouldn't be complaining because those who live on the West Coast, they do the Academy Award nominees at like 5 in the morning over there. So, I probably shouldn't yeah,
1: be complaining. Yeah, sure Yeah. So.
0: so, next episode, we will talk about the Class of 2018. All right, Um. right. Let's stick with the Hall of Fame, or Hall of Fames, because uh, after our last episode... The National Toy Hall of Fame announced their class for 2017. Only three inductees got in. I thought there would be more, but it was only three this year. They are the Paper Airplane, Clue, and Wiffle Ball.
1: Well, I think Clue certainly deserved to be in there.
0: Oh, God, yeah. We talked about that last time, like how... You know, there's so many different versions of Clue, and how I think everyone has played Clue at least once. That it should be in paper airplane. Um, I'm fine with because honestly, who hasn't made a paper airplane? Uh, and wiffle ball. I'm fine with a wiffle ball. I'm I'm fine with that. I can't complain about that one.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, if your favorite toy did not make it this year and you want to nominate it, it's real simple. All you got to do is go to toyhallofame.org and then there's a little section called Nominate. You click on that and you put in your name and where you're from and what toy you want and why you think it deserves to be in the Toy Hall of Fame. Pretty simple, I think. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, you know what we're gonna do? We are going to get into, you know, what I miss. So, um, I had done some research. I, I had gone back from mm-hmm. the last several episodes because we did not do one last time around. Right. Um. So I made a decision that for this one, since this is our last one of the year, our last show of the year, instead of trying to figure out... Well, actually, I know who was the last one, but it was you that was the last one. But because it is Christmas and Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, don't, don't want to forget all the other holidays, I figured to bring it back, you and I should each do one thing that we miss. Just to make it fun to get it back into the groove. Okay. All right. Um. So I'll go first. And I'll tell you... And you know what? I'll make this Christmas themed. I don't see this a lot um, anywhere. But I'll tell you what I miss... I miss breakfast with Santa. I always especially so you St. Mark's people that are listening to this loved that event. Loved it. Every year. It was a big deal at my mom's school. We'd get there early in the morning. I didn't care it was early in the morning. You know, it was breakfast with Santa. We'd get pancakes, we'd get sausage. There would be games, they'd give out stuff, there'd be, you know, Santa would come. And then they'd also do, um, like, the fundraiser. There would be a fundraiser where the families could come pick up the stuff. And it was just so much fun. And I remember as a kid, you know, there were other places that would do a breakfast with Santa. And I always thought, and I probably will always feel this way, that the one in my mom's school was the best. I'll always feel that way. Um, now, you know, as I'm getting older, and maybe it is because I'm getting older, I'm not noticing a lot of those breakfast with Santas. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's going away or not, but, oh, those were so fun. I loved going to those. And it was just a lot of fun. I would get to see, you know, some of my friends and get to hang out and do stuff. And it was just wonderful. It was just absolutely wonderful. You know, I I don't think it's gone, but I just haven't heard a lot about it in a while. So that's what I miss. Hmm.
2: So okay, what do you.
0: Cute. Oh, oh, boy, we're going to we're going to get her brain fried.
1: I it's like, yeah, it's a lot of things. Oh, um, goodness. And I can't really say that I miss this too much because they still exist, mm-hmm. but they're not the same. I miss Christmas specials. They still exist. Let me, right. Let me clarify that. Yeah. They still exist, but they're not the same.
0: So, so I guess you missed original specials, I guess?
1: Uh, well, just the authenticity of them. Like, okay. they so staged now. And maybe they were staged when I was a kid and it just didn't dawn on me. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. I, like, Martha Stewart used to do one every year where she would, you know... She probably maybe now her and Snoop might do one. I'll have right. to watch for that. But they did the Thanksgiving ones a little and a Halloween ones a little. Um, but um, I just I miss um, what was like the, the even the Disney Christmas parade. Like you can tell, it just screams taped in advance. Mm-hmm. Like it used to just be, oh, it it was a parade and oh kinda like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade almost, except that's live, but you know, like it used there used to be like some really good Christmas specials. And we still have a Charlie Brown Christmas, which I am thankful for. Yes. And we still have um I think the Grinch comes on. Yeah, it does. Uh And then, um, does, um, the, and then I remember, um, the Hollywood, um, Christmas parade.
0: Oh, I don't know if they still do that or not.
1: They do. I'm reading it now, but, um, it's it's not the same though mm-hmm. but I do remember watching it when I was a kid and um, it's it's not the same though but I remember when I was a kid watching it on um, I think it was Christmas uh, there was I, I don't know. It just seems like Christmas specials now don't have, like, that homey feel. Like, last year we watched um Taraji P. Henson. I don't know if anybody knows who she is. She stars on the show Empire. I I
0: think a lot of people know.
1: <laughs> yeah, she did a Christmas special. And it just felt like, oh, it's not too festive. It's just, let's just get dressed up. And obviously this was taped in, like, October. and Like, if you ever get a chance, look up on... One, like, look up Bing Crosby's Christmas specials, or mm-hmm. a, one more he sings with David Bowie, or the, right. one, you know, it just—I I don't know. And Maybe I've just gotten older, and it just doesn't seem that magical to me anymore. And if I were like twelve watching this, I would feel that way. But it just—I I don't know.
0: No, that's like, that's understandable.
1: Yeah. Like, I still get emotional watching Charlie Brown Christmas when they sing that song.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Christmas time is here. It still makes me emotional. All right. Current holiday specials, not so much. I, I, I mean, like, I, I seriously think that when I have kids, most of what I'll be showing them for Christmas is stuff that I grew up with because...
0: What they have now doesn't seem like much. Hmm. All right. I, I definitely understood what you, where you were coming from with that. I yeah, definitely got I, it.
1: Although I do hope they can have breakfast with Santa too.
0: Yeah. All right. Um. Want to get into another list? Sure. All right. So we still have two envelopes. We have envelope number one and envelope number three in quotes. So, I'm going to let you pick which envelope you want me to do next.
1: I will take number one.
0: Number one. All right, let's rip the envelope. There. The envelope was ripped. This is a very interesting choice. It is the top ten best Christmas-themed TV episodes. Oh, this
1: is going to be tough.
0: Um, I think this is pretty easy to explain. It is any TV show, and they have a Christmas-themed episode. I think that's pretty simple. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I do, yeah. And it probably, it's really tough, and I'm not sure if I would have seen most of these, because there's so many to pick from.
0: Right. So, this list, uh... The the video first came out on December 23rd, 2014. As of this recording, over 398,000 views of this video have been done. or That's how many views it has. So you ready to go into this one? Mm -hmm. Again, Daniel and I, we have no idea what is on this list. We don't know how it's ranked. We're gonna be surprised, just as you are. So let's get into it. Number ten, the first, or actually, I'm not gonna say what you know, first, second, or whatever. But it is South Park's Christmas episode, Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. Oh yeah,
1: I remember that. That. Kind of, but I do remember
0: it. <laughs> it it is, but. I'm going to be totally biased on this because, yeah, I, I mean, I do a South Park podcast, which you guys can listen to. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes of South Park ever. Um, be For those who have never seen the episode, so I'm going to get into Danielle mode here. Um, for those who have never seen this episode, um, there's a, a, a Jewish kid, Kyle, who... Whose family doesn't celebrate Christmas because, well, they're Jewish.
2: Uh-huh.
0: So Kyle says that he has a friend called Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. And he comes to people who eat protein, or fi- no, it's fiber. I'm sorry. It's fiber on Christmas Eve. So, you know, he keeps saying, oh, you know, I got this friend, Mr. Hanky, and, and the people don't believe him. And then only he can see him at the, you know, in throughout the whole episode, and you know, like his friends are thinking, "Oh my God, this kid's crazy." You know, just we, we might want to get away from him. But the ending of the episode is one of the more touching scenes in the history of South Park,
2: uh-huh.
0: because Mr. Hankey gives this speech at the end. It's. To me, this speech still, this speech could be played today and it would fit today's society. And he says, you know, Christmas is the one day of the year where we all stop fighting and we are, you know, we get together, we celebrate. And, you know, at the end we're like, gosh darn it, we can make this place a little bit better. And it's just this great speech at the end. And it almost makes me cry at times. I'm not going to lie. Because there's so much meaning to that. I know it's South Park, but there's so much meaning to that. And that was the first episode I gave a 10 on the South Park podcast. And the one thing I'll never forget was I showed this episode years ago to my mom. And she laughed so hard. And she loved the episode. And she doesn't watch South Park. <laughs> so we end up showing this to the rest of my family, and they just have a laugh, you know. But there's actual heart in that episode. Uh-huh. And I know people are like, South Park and heart? Believe it, folks. There's genuine heart in that episode. All right. Uh, Number nine. We have an episode from Community called Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Abed. Abed.
1: But yeah. That um, I do think Community got a little off course in the I'm not a fan of the weird seasons like most people are. But I do think that that was very well done. Um, okay,
0: I mean, I know of the show.
1: Yeah, basically, community, well, I'll tell you what started off being about. <laughs> it was about a guy who um he is a practicing lawyer or he like lied about. Have, either he was disbarred or he, I can't remember, but he used to go back to community college. And this is all the crazy antics that happened while he's in community college. Mm-hmm. That show really held a place for me because I had, at that point, I had left community college and went to four-year school. And community college in my opinion will always be one of the best times of my life so I was kind of sad and that show kind of but in any case Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas the character on the show's name's Abed and he basically has a sort of I guess you could say daydream or whatever mm-hmm. um, so, and the whole episode is filmed in the style of like those traditional Work. 60's holiday yeah
0: the Rankin Bass
1: right so, that alone makes it great, because at that time, they weren't really making a, anything like that anymore. So, yeah.
2: All right.
0: Um, all right, let's go to number eight. It is an episode of MASH called Death Takes a Holiday.
1: I, I haven't watched MASH in a long time. So I can't remember whether I saw this or not.
0: Um, I'm not gonna comment on that because I have never seen this episode, so I can't say if you know it's good or if it's not good.
1: Yeah, I um dated a guy in college who was in the military, and he was a huge fan of Mash. And in order to like get in. <laughs> um to impress him I watched MASH for a while and it, it's not a terrible show. There were some episodes I was a fan of some. Mm-hmm. I thought, "Oh, this is too depressing for a sitcom." Yes, it takes place during a war, so it really should Yeah, happen.
0: during the Korean War.
1: Korean War and the show actually ran three times over um was it three times No, yeah, three times longer than the actual war. Yeah. It was that popular. <laughs> So it's the same year a lot of times, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I mean, and, it, and I love Alan Alda, so. But yeah, okay, I looked it up. It's an episode where they throw a Christmas party for the Korean orphans, and I don't remember seeing that one. But now there is a great show called a war episode called a War for All Seasons that covers the entire year in one episode, and um that's a good episode but it's not mainly a Christmas episode it it covers Christmas but it covers all the other seasons of the year too that that one I remember but mm-hmm. um and I don't think Mike's boyfriend listens to the show but it, <laughs> he can probably talk about how good of an episode it is but no offense to any M.A.S.H. fans out there right it's just but I you know, my my dad well my dad actually prefers the movie version. The
0: movie is really good. <laughs> yeah, my dad
1: kind of
0: was yeah. good. Um. All right. Number seven. Uh. Hmm, I had something in my tongue. An episode of Futurama called "A Tale of Two Santas." I
1: have to look that one up because I did watch Futurama.
0: Okay. I think oh. I think I know this one. Yeah. This is the one I thought it was. So, um... Santa is an evil robot. And he kills people on Christmas Eve. Instead of giving, you know, toys to boys and girls around the world. And I thought they made a good choice with John Goodman being Santa. Or evil Santa in this one. Um... I remember this. Ep- I I think I remember this episode. It was a good episode. Um, just because oh. just because of the idea of you know Santa is evil.
1: Oh, and I'm reading the um the broadcast description because um Futurama was one of those shows that I loved growing up, but it had the misfortune of being scheduled at on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. and half the time football games would go over time. It wouldn't air so. I didn't get to always see it, but um, this particular episode, which I might not have seen, because uh, Fox decided it was not appropriate for a 7 p.m. time slot, due to its strong language and scenes of violence, so they moved it to a later time slot on December 23rd.
0: Oh, so it would air before Christmas.
1: Yeah, so uh... (laughs) So maybe I did see this. I don't know. I was 16
0: when it aired. Um, <laughs> I could have watched this. Right. Not remembered, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. This next one I'm gonna let you take control of because number six is an episode of The OC called "The Best Chrismica Ever." I did not watch The OC. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, I, 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 yeah. Too bad our
1: friend Kristen is here. I think Kristen watched The OC. Let's,
0: did. let's. Okay, let's pretend we know this episode. Uh,
1: I'm gonna look it up. So but-
0: it's these families. Uh, one of them, I think one of them is Jewish and Christian, so they celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah. So, ba da 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 da. I have a
1: feeling of what one of the other episodes will be on this list now that I've thought about it, but keep going.
0: Uh, Yeah, I've never seen The O.C. Don't ever plan on ever seeing The O.C. I,
1: yeah, and the funny thing is, I was a teenager when it was airing, and I certainly would have watched it. It was my type of show. I just didn't watch it <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, number five from Seinfeld. The strike.
1: Now let me see because I was thinking of a Seinfeld episode. This is it's,
0: this is the Festivus episode. That's
1: what I was thinking. I was as soon as I heard Christmas cut, I was like, "There would be the Seinfeld Festivus." It just I just thought of that for some odd reason.
0: Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I there are some parts I remember, but other than that. I don't remember much of this episode except the, the telling of Festivus and something happens and Kraber's like, it's a Festivus miracle! And then, like, f- like, the only way Festivus ends, like, it has to end with George beating his dad in something. That's the only thing I remember.
1: <laughs> Seinfeld... I was in kindergarten or pre-K when that show started, and I was 12 when, when it, it ended. Or middle 11 or 12. In 12, yeah, I was 12 when it ended. So i don't really, I remember it being on when I was growing up, but I didn't really. My mother, either my mom or my dad, watched it. I remember it being on in our house. I just didn't really watch it as an adult. A lot of it is starting to kind of make sense to me, so I'm gradually watching it as an adult. Right. When I was, so I, but I vaguely remember
2: this episode. All right. So.
0: <laughs> number three, or no, number four. Pardon me, number four, from the British version of The Office. It is Christmas special part two. I...
1: Do not watch the British version.
0: Of them. Yeah,
1: I am, But if it's the American version, I will talk your ear off about. But that version, I didn't watch. But, sorry, England. Um, sorry. Yeah, I know um, they will they hate me. But I uh, yeah.
0: My, you know what? Real quick, because we have a little bit of time. My favorite Christmas episode of the U.S. version of The Office is the one where, at the end, somebody rats out that Dwight was having an affair. With with, Angela. Right. And she had been engaged to Ed Helms' character. Andy. Yeah, and that was a good episode.
2: Of
1: Moroccan Christmas. Yeah. And I believe if I am... Yeah, that was huge for me. I remember that episode, but um, I... Yeah, I turned 23 the day that aired. Mm. <laughs> um, no, my favorite, I have two. I have... Um, there is that... There is the first one they ever did, which was Christmas Party.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Christmas Party um, Because. <laughs> Christmas party he um Michael decides to um do a, a Yankee swap or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he um it it and it just it just gets so messed up. Um I can't really the office is one of those shows you can't really explain it. Yeah. You have to see it. But Christmas party is one, A Benny a Christmas, that was the other one, um, where he, um, where he, they, it's called, they have, um, they decide to combine Christmas parties because Angela is overbearing with the, Party planning committee
0: and mm-hmm.
1: decides to so Pam and Karen decide to have their own Christmas party but it's called a Benihada Christmas because they go to Benihata, Michael takes Jim to Benihata before the Christmas party to pick up waitresses and just <laughs> it, it's a weird one but the office had some great, the US one had some great um, Christmas episodes but but, yeah, the one you said Moroccan Christmas was very funny. Um, oh, yeah, and then there's the other one where um, he, uh, Andy, Ed Helms's character, decides to, um, he is in love with the new receptionist. Right. Decides to give her the 12 days of Christmas every day as, like, a, but you have to, but the thing is, is that when you do that, you have to be creative because some of the stuff in the 12 days of Christmas are live animals. And I think one of them, I don't know if it's a turtle dog or a partridge or whatever, but one of them bites her in the...
2: Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> so by, like, and it's like your secret environment, like about halfway through this, it's like, can you stop giving me this stuff because... It, it, it's pretty funny. But. Yeah. Yeah, original version of The Office. It's on Netflix. Watch it. <laughs> there
0: we go. I mean, American
1: version. Sorry, British
0: <laughs> people. Again, we're apologizing to the yeah. Uh Just remember, England, you will save our ass in World War Three. We hope so. Uh, number three an episode from Thirty Rock Luda Christmas.
1: Oh, darn. That's not
0: the one I was going to pick. <laughs> um. Okay. I've never seen this show, so I have no idea anything about this one. So
1: You've never seen Fairy Rock?
0: Nope.
1: And it's off Netflix, so you can't watch it now.
0: Probably end up being on Hulu. Alright. Um. That's not the one I would have picked.
1: I would have picked... Um... Oh, darn, the one I'm thinking of is not a Christmas episode. <laughs> uh, there is one called, um, one of my favorite episodes of 30 Rock, though, it's not a Christmas episode, it's a winter episode. It's called Winter Madness. And Alec Baldwin's character, he goes to, um, he has a crush on his childhood sweetheart or whatever who lives in Boston, so he decides to take the show on the road and take it. The, the, the premise of rock is very rock because they have a show that's like Saturday Night Live. So mm-hmm. they decide to take the show on the road to go to Boston to go. But the problem is that this is in the middle of winter. Yeah. And they take them on the road to try to cheer up the winter blues or whatever. But you're in New, they're in New York, so they go to Boston where it's like colder. And the rest of the cast is just so grumpy, but it's, like, the funny, that's, like, one of my favorite episodes. I tried to get my mother to sit through it, but my mother's from Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, my mother's from Massachusetts, and his girlfriend is played by um, Julianne Moore, who is not from Massachusetts, and does, like, an imitation New England accent, and my mother just could not sit through <laughs> this, and she, Um, listening
2: to her, but yeah, watch
0: Thirty Rock. Al is hilarious. There we go. All right, (laughs) number two. The very first episode of The Simpsons: Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire.
1: Yeah, we can talk about that one. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know, I I don't think people understand or realize. That this is the very first episode. This is (laughs) is how the show begins. Almost 30 years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: And. Um, I'll go ahead. No, I was going to say. They've had so many Christmas episodes. But Mm -hmm. this is the one that everybody remembers.
1: yeah and to be fair though i can't really name a ton from the run of the show because they because they don't have one every year no they don't so um but certainly i was in kindergarten when the or no not no um i was in pre-k yeah i was in pre-k when this aired um and I had a picture book of this episode when I was a kid. Sadly, it is gone now. (laughs) But they they made a picture book out of this episode. And the thing I remember most about this episode was that when I was a kid, that's how I learned the annoying version of Jingle Bells. Right, with
0: Batman's bells.
1: I learned it from that episode. And yeah. It's so, and it's also weird because this was back when The Simpsons didn't go for too much crude humor, and yeah. like every episode had a moral at the end. So if you're used to Homer going "Why well, you little," and like all the horrible, this was before all of this. Um. But yeah, it, it definitely is. Because if you ask me to name a Christmas episode of The Simpsons, that's the first one I would name. Because I honestly, out of all the years it's been on, I can only think of maybe two other ones. Mm-hmm. The one where, with Gary Coleman in it, and I forgot what happens exactly, but I just know Gary Coleman's in it. Um, I think it's a takeoff of Furby or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that and then there was one they did recently and the only reason i even remember that is because ned that was one of the first times they actually had Ned uh address the fact that his wife was dead when edna had died mm-hmm. because um homer actually asked him how's he doing since his wife died and because before that, it was just like a brief tribute at the end of the episode. And then that episode addressed it in-universe. And I, like, balled up and just lost it because I love Marsha Wallace.
0: I, I have to admit that I actually have a theory of how The Simpsons is going to end. I don't think people are going to like it. But if I had to bet money, I think what I'm about to say is going to be how The Simpsons ends. The Simpsons ends when the series is done. Everything that will have happened will all have been Homer's dream. Because he fell asleep during the Christmas pageant from the very first episode.
1: That's how one of the producers wanted to end it, actually.
0: So... Anybody out there, you know, Simpsons listening. Oh, he's got a great idea. Okay. Come here, man. I got a great idea for him to have the, Simpsons.
1: the original, there was a period where they thought the show was going to end. And the episode that would have been the series finale was a Christmas episode. Right. Totally
0: Which would have made sense.
1: And I totally forgot. Because even though I thought it was one of the most well-done episodes ever... And it aired on my birthday too um and it's called christmas of futures past and it's basically about various christmases in the simpsons future it's um there's one where lisa's married to millhouse she has a teenage daughter and
0: maggie's a, maggie's a big a rock star
1: girl, and she's pregnant out of wedlock and
0: just like yeah, a mom. I,
1: I think it's a very well done episode um, called Christmas of Future's Past. And then it was really annoying because they did a later future episode and they rewrote Lisa's teenage. Lisa doesn't have a daughter in the continuity and it kind of screwed my head, but whatever. Um, but that was, I always loved Simpsons future episodes, even though now we are living in some of the years that they take place yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that that was probably one of my favorites and if the show had ended there I would have been fine with it because <laughs> I think that was a very well done episode yeah um
0: all right are you ready for number one yep for this list the best Christmas themed TV episode according to watchmojo.com
1: is
0: an episode of The Office called Christmas Party
1: which is the one I so, there you go. And yeah, he, um, and as many Jim Pam fans, I'm sure there are tons of you out there. know him, it's the one with the teapot. Um, I'm sure if you are a Jim and pan shipper as, my, as I am, I'm sure you are all very familiar with that episode, uh, that part. But basically, it is, um, they hold a Secret Santa, and he, um, they have Secret Santa, and you know how Secret Santa works. You have to get the, um, you have to give the budget.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: You have a budget. Okay. Well, Michael, the boss, he gets his Secret Santa. Michael thinks he's going to be so cool. And buy an iPod, which is way over the twenty dollar gift. Button. Yes. And this is, and also keep in mind, this episode first aired in two thousand five when iPods were just coming out. So his, so um, and it's a video iPod. Ooh. That's how this is that there was actually called a video iPod. Um, so. Um, so he, he does the Secret Santa and then he, you know, and then the person who gets him for Secret Santa makes him a glove and he hates it because he's like, I just spent all this money on a thing and I gotta, so he decides to do, okay, Yankee swap, which (laughs) is (laughs) because he feels like he hates his present. So, um, so of course. Everybody which um Yankee swap basically means um you st- you get to um steal someone else's gift or open a- or open one. Mm-hmm. So and of course because he bought an iPod, everybody wants the iPod. Yeah. And it just
0: <laughs> it is it, chaos.
1: Yeah, it's chaos. But um, actually, my job does Yankee Swap every year. We do uh, our, one of the things we do at our Christmas party, which our uh, excuse me, holiday party, which we will be having on Wednesday. Actually, um, is we do some sort of form of that. So that's always um.
0: <laughs> we are. i Oh,
1: sorry.
0: No, I was gonna say, um. I'm going to one next week, and it's called a white elephant.
1: Yeah, that's another name for it. Yeah.
0: Why well, think I be white elephant? Why can't it be brown? Yeah, and, uh, and I'm just... but
1: the office is a hilarious show, and once I mean, I always thought it was funny, but now that I work in an office, it's even more funnier <laughs> to watch because it becomes even more relatable. Mm-hmm. But um. Except the difference is our holiday parties. We have them during business hours, so it's right. alcohol. <laughs> Whereas mo- most people I know who have their holiday parties, they have them out after work or out off company time, so they're allowed to drink, but we're not.
0: Um. <laughs> All right. So that was list number two, and we will get to the third and final list a little bit later on. Um, Danielle, do you have another topic right. that you like to bring up?
1: Well, this is kind of a the end of an era of sorts. Um, I believe it is on, let me see if I have the exact date, because in case anybody flies into a panic after not having heard this news, um... <laughs> So, um, on December 15th, which is uh, six days from this recording, um, AOL Instant Messenger will be shutting down.
0: I'm going to fly into a panic. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) To those, to the hundred people who still use it, (laughs) because I... It's funny, like it, it still comes on when I boot up my computer because when I was using it I had it set to do that. Mm-hmm. But I don't I haven't used it in a while either. Yeah, um, it's
0: been a few years since I used
1: it. I usually when I message people I do it on Facebook. I don't really um but it's certainly ten years ago that definitely wasn't the case. Um and it was a huge part of my life, my um, late teens, is, are, well, teens and... Into, just,
0: adult, into our early adult years.
1: Yeah, teen years in general, um, certainly. And um, I know everybody has their memories of, you know, the the door opening and shutting to signify somebody signing on and signing off and when people had customized noises i remember i had one friend whose customized noise was a bird chirping which i had a cat at the time and that just like (laughs) made her go crazy um or when you would have away messages and you do the little customized away messages and i used to go to a website to try to find really funny ones to put up (laughs) um and then there was the buddy profile you could put on your, I don't know, I don't know when they phased this out, but I remember around 2003, 2004, they were still, you would have like, this was also before Facebook, so that's why this was popular,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, where you had like a little buddy profile on your AIM thing and it would have stuff written on it and you'd know like how old the person was or who they were dating or who, you know, Um, and, and then chat rooms, and it it kind of, even though I don't use it anymore, and I'll be fine to have one less app launching when I start up my computer, um, it's still, um, the end of an era, uh, and, you know, and Bill, I think, um, I, I know that everybody especially if you're of a certain age, um, has their fair share of embarrassing screen
2: names.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, My first one was Sports Fan something, something, something. I honestly don't remember what it was. I went
1: for several because at one point we had internet when I was in high school and then we didn't have internet. And we didn't get it back till I was in college. So when I would go to community college during the day, most of my internet time, whether it was school-related or social, it was in the computer lab at school, mm-hmm. in the cyber cafe at school. So I would, um, so that was where all my chatting would take place. That was where all... Um, the IMing and stuff would happen, and a lot of times I would just make up new screen names or whatever. But I have I've had some really horrible ones. I had uh, well, the very first one I ever had was LL. L, my mother was LLLDV, which was her name, my middle no name, my sister's middle name, my name. It was all the initials. Right. And so. Then when my sister and I started using the internet, and I was about twelve and my sister was about eight, we had LLLDV two. Hmm. So stupid. But I think probably one of the most embarrassing ones I had, though, because um, I've had several. We'd be here all night if I listened to them all. But hmm. one of the worst ones I had was Lonely Girl. Wow. I was 19 and I had just broken up with my boyfriend. <laughs> and I changed my screen. Yeah, it was 18 or 19. I had just broken up with my boyfriend and I changed my screen name to Lonely Girl, which was not a good idea.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I thought that that's how I felt at the time. I'm a lonely girl. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been single for a whole month and all my friends are like. <sighs> So I was a lonely girl, and my mother had gone to Massachusetts to visit um, my aunt, my uncle, and my cousin. My cousin was about a year younger than me. She goes,
2: Aunt Linda,
1: you know, Danielle changed her screen to Lonely Girl, and my mother had a fit.
2: <laughs> She's like, What are you oh doing out there?
1: So, so I changed, <laughs> and I was like. I was like,
2: it's
1: none of your business. Hmm. Now I totally get why she was upset, but at the time... Right. But yeah, we used to do that. But, um, I don't know. When was the last time you used it? Like, do you still ever use it?
0: No. Um, I think the last time I used it might have been two or three years ago. yeah That's just a guess. As yeah. an honest guess.
1: I, I logged on. I looked at my friends list, and I'm like, I don't really talk, you know.
0: It's <laughs> been it's been a long time.
1: It's been a long time. Um, and I, I and then I remembered being invisible on there so that people wouldn't talk to me or that I, or I was hiding from people on there um, mm-hmm. I, I remember I had a boyfriend in, another boyfriend in college and that was the only way I could talk to him I remember he used to work at Pizza Hut and he worked the he worked the weekend shift at Pizza Hut, and he'd get home from work about eleven o'clock or whatever. And I used to sit up there and wait. Right. <laughs> for a Facebook generation and a texting generation, this will sound so weird, but <laughs> hmm. I used to sit up there late on Saturday nights, like waiting for him to get off work so I could talk to him. Sit, you know. And um. And then, um, yeah, so it's kind of weird, but I totally get why it's ending. Because, yeah, you know, if you do chat with people, most people do it on Facebook. Or they go on Discord, or they go on Skype, or they go on, you know, I, right. I don't I, I'm not even sure. Do Yahoo and MSN, do they still have their messenger services? I
0: I don't know. That's a good question. It's
1: been a long since I've been on that. Um, I haven't used Yahoo Messenger in at least 10 years.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, in fact, I had Yahoo Messenger and I had uh, Yahoo LaunchCast Radio. I don't even know when the last time I went on that. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> And probably most of the songs I have set for like my custom playlist are probably on my iTunes now. If anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Hotmail Messenger. Hotmail. MSN, yeah. I don't know when the last time I used that.
2: Oof, wow. Yeah, but just
1: because I remember when I was you know, 10 years ago, that was basically my standard protocol. Right. Thing. Go to the computer lab would be uh, with me and my friends. It would be, we'd log into all three messenger services
2: mm-hmm. and just sit at
1: the computer. <laughs> but now it's just, you know, if you want to chat with somebody, you got Facebook or you got FaceTime. or right. You know.
0: Twitter, whatever.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So AIM isn't, and especially if you go back even further to a generation where internet was dial-up, so you had to have, like, <laughs> AIM wasn't something you could freely use that
2: much. Mm-hmm.
1: I remember my cousin had met a boy at camp one year, and um, one night after dinner, and he was like, Well, I'm I can't I have to get offline now and she's like, I do too. And um I and she's he's like, Oh, but I don't get on after dinner. She's like, Me too. She's like, I have a date on the computer nowadays. That would just seem so weird. Yeah. Because, like you know, they they now now people do have dates on the computer. Um like Netflix can <laughs> I did that once. I was on, I think, Skype or something, and I, I was talking to somebody, and we both watched a Netflix movie at the same time. And hmm. I don't know if people do that now. But in any case, it's the end of an era. It's, I guess it'll be weird not having the icon on my computer, but that's about it. I don't really...
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um.
0: I guess for me, the other thing that I want to bring up because uh, I finally got to watch the entire thing the, oh during God. the week was the really, really, really anticipated Hey Arnold movie that came out during Thanksgiving weekend um, which was called Hey Arnold, the Jungle Movie. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who had never seen the, or weren't around when we watched the show or when the show was on. This was something that, you know, if you had not seen the show as a kid, you wouldn't have gotten but basic, it. But w- basically, it was almost like a series finale, except it wasn't. Um yeah. It was, you know, Arnold... I'm going to try to do this without spoiling.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I get that stern. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um,
1: it's not easy to do.
0: No, it's not. Arnold, Arnold's parents have been missing since the beginning of the show. And there's a contest... For a class and the winner, the winning class gets to go to this foreign country. And the whole thing was about, you know, showing who is real caring and all of that. So Arnold and his class win because of Helga. Who, for the, again, for those who don't know had a huge, or has, not had, has a huge crush on Arnold. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So they go to the foreign country, and they meet this guy, and it's just a lot of adventure in there, and you get the big moment at the end. Again, I'm I'm not going to spoil it or at least I will try not to spoil it. Um and it's just really well done. There are a couple of good jokes in there. Like the one about how um Big Bob from Big Bob's Beepers is having a sale like a liquid basically a liquidation sale on all of his beepers even though it's been like 20 plus years after the beeper was very popular. Um, which was a very funny joke. I loved that joke. I thought that was very funny. Um, what else? I The animation stayed true to form. It stayed the way of the show was. Um, and the ending was just really good. And it was sort of like okay we've we've got the ending we've got the ending that we wanted because the last episode i think was like in 04 let me let me check when was the last episode I'm, I'm gonna look it up real quick okay so the last episode aired in 2004 that was the last episode So, you waited over ten years to have a conclusion, and we finally get the conclusion. And then, like, two, three days in a row after this, I read response from people like, Oh, I want a season six of Hey Arnold! And I'm like, what? No, I don't want another. I do. Because this goes back to our quote unquote favorite topic, Danielle, which is these shows coming back.
1: Okay.
2: I don't want that.
1: All right, all right, all right. Well, we might be getting that. No! Okay, but they might. They're going to pick it up from the movie, so it's not going to be like a. So all that stuff that happened at the end of the movie is going to pick up from there. No. Well, I wanna see some of that stuff. No. Wait ten years for this. Okay.
0: You had the best ending. Okay. It doesn't need to go any further. No, of, okay. Convince me. All. Convince
1: me. Okay. Well first of all. Okay, Bill's right. you have been waiting years for this. Even, it, it's been even more grueling than that because Hey Arnold, which aired for five years. They say this, if it bring, comes back, will be season six. So it felt longer, but anyways, um, they had a movie, I think it was 2002, two, two thousand. Yeah, 2002, I did not go,
0: I didn't go see that one.
1: I didn't either. This movie would have come out back when the show was originally on the air. But the low box office take on the first movie caused them to not, to close the project. To, not make this one. Now, the reason why the movie, the original, one of the reasons people didn't like it as much was because, and this movie solves it (laughs) beautifully, was that Hey Arnold! Even though the show was about Arnold, it was still very much an ensemble show. It was. It like each character they had their day in the limelight. Like, there were, you know. Oh yeah, it
0: was Helga, done very well.
1: And Helga was certainly one of the most popular characters on that show. Like even though it was about Arnold, like you. So the movie has Phoebe, who is like probably one of the other most popular characters on the show the first movie she only has one line and like everybody the the other characters aren't as involved as much and Mm -hmm. people felt like who had watched the show for all those years felt like no that's not the best way to right do this you know it it needs to be more about this movie solved all of that. so anyways Back to that. So that, so the jungle movie got put on the, you know, shelf, and me and several other fans were very upset about this because we were told that all this stuff that happens in the movie, and we, we were given this so much, I, I, I God, um, was going to happen. Now another thing that was shelved was Helga was going to get a spinoff show called The Pataki because if you watch the original series, Helga has kind of a dark sort of home life that they couldn't delve too much into right. because it's Nickelodeon show. So there's a lot of stuff like her mother's supposed to be an alcoholic, but they couldn't really depict that. Yeah, drink smoothies a lot, and her it, it's very dark. And they, were, they had pitched a spinoff called The Patakis about her being a teenager and some of the stuff that happens at the end of this movie had happened to her by this point. This is me about giving spoilers. Um, <laughs> uh, and so... And they pitched it, but they were smart because they were like, well we want to put in some of this dark stuff. We can't pitch this to Nickelodeon. We'll pitch this to MTV. Mm -hmm. MTV turned it down because at that time they had Daria on the air and they felt like Helga was too similar to Daria. But... So for years, there have been two fan sites, um, fan pages and petitions, both of which I have participated in. Where there have been a group that says we need to get the jungle movie made, which there's been a group that says we need to get the Katakis on the air. Um, so we just would talk about this for years and years and years, and then eventually they're like, "Hey, it got made! Oh my god!" Because. Mm-hmm been signing petitions online for years to save shows that i want to see, or see none of them ever got uncancelled. right that's never ever happened I, i've heard of shows where that's happened it's just never been a show i've watched so when i heard oh my god and, and at the end of the movie during the credits they thank everybody who um who had um, all the fans for pushing to get the movie made, I nearly teared up Also,
0: and And you have, not to cut you off, but you have to catch that, because it is in small print.
1: Yeah, I read it online, actually. But, and then I saw Beyonce. Oh, my God. But but just the fact that they did all that. But there is some, I can't say what. So they said um, they said if the response is good, they might get a season six, which, like I said, I'd watch because there's some stuff that happens at the end of the movie that they didn't have on the show that I'd like to see the dynamics play out. And there's also certain stuff that's revealed in the movie that I would like that they couldn't really... Uh, well, I guess I can mention this, because this isn't really a huge spot.
2: Right, right.
1: Their, their teacher was ambiguously gay on the original show, but in the movie, it actually confirms that he has a... I saw
0: that! I saw that! And I'm like, wait a minute. When did this happen? Right. No, I saw that too.
1: That would be nice, because you can discuss that now. You couldn't discuss it back then.
0: Right!
1: Okay. That I- would be nice to see.
0: Okay, if they did a season six, I, I would be for that part. Okay, so you gave me one reason.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: At least one.
1: And then what happens at the end of the movie that I have been waiting for years to happen, that I have been reading in fan fiction for ten years. That alone would be why I tune in, but that's just me. Um, there's that. Then there's the, I can't say it because it's a.
0: But Is, there, was it a big part? That's the question.
1: Yes. The, the whole last scene of the movie, I feel like could have made for an interesting show.
2: Because right. there are
1: roles that are slightly reversed and it would be interesting to see that dynamic. And we'll be at that. And I I also didn't know that the guy who did the voice of the teacher played Bulldog and Frazier. I thought that was interesting. Somebody, nah. Yeah, somebody coined that out. If you watch Frazier, you would get how interesting that would be. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I think... If with the right people, although, and, and they did a good job with the voices, although Howl was a little grating at first because they brought back the original actress and so mm. she's 32 years old and right.
2: just,
1: <laughs> you know, trying to get her to voice them. Um, well, they're, they're, they aged them a little. They're 11 and 12. Now.
0: Yeah, they're in sixth grade at they're
1: the,
2: at the end.
1: Grade. Which is kind of weird because it, it's supposed to be set in the present day, but, it was the show was like ended 15 years ago, yeah. So it's kind of weird time wise to you know, but hey, if they can bring back Will and Grace,
0: um, all right. Now, now, I do have um, a couple of notes, one of which is the ratings, and this is where I think I get a little cuz there were there was one video I saw where I was like oh this movie was a failure. Well, okay, let me let me read their ratings. The original premiere, which again, we got to remind everybody, was the day after Thanksgiving.
2: Don't gave it gave a terrible
1: time slot, I feel.
0: 7, yeah. Received 1.39 million viewers within the first hour. And 1.15 million within the second hour, averaging a total to 1.27 million. So that's almost 1.3 million. Um, so it also aired at the same time on Nicktoons and Teen Nick, which did lower numbers, but that's to be expected.
1: Because not everybody gets their channels.
0: Right. In total, it was watched an average 1.63 million viewers across all three networks. So, I don't think that's a failure because you got to remember, again, this is the day after Thanksgiving. It's Black Friday. And there are those of our age group who watched this show for years who wanted a conclusion. So they might have DVR'd it. I know I did. I DVR'd it.
1: Yeah, I had to.
0: Or some.
1: I didn't watch it till the week after. Either.
0: <laughs> or some watched it when it happened. Now, go ahead. I'll go okay. ahead. Okay. So now to the critical response, and this is where I think this is going to determine if if they do a, another season. So the AV Club graded this and. A minus, so complimenting the film for preserving the original series' warm tone and careful pacing, its willingness to let its young characters absorb dramatic moments and contemplate within silences. IGN gave the film a score of 7.5 out of 10, noting the little Unexpected homages to what made Hey Arnold such a joy originally that marked the high points of the Jungle movie. And Den of Geek gave it a score of 3 out of 5, giving a more decidedly mixed opinion of the film, praising the opening moments of the film, but criticizing the scenes in San Lorenzo. Yeah, I thought that got a bit windy. Uh, oh my god. There is one scene. Okay, I have to mention this one scene. It's not a big scene, but it is a scene. The villain of the movie is in a is in a village. And the little girl basically stabs the villain with like this little knife. She throws it at his back and he gets stabbed. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. It's Arnold, and somebody just got
1: stabbed.
0: the <laughs> like, holy shit! So,
1: but um, I should also, like Bill mentioned, this is mainly for like I mean, if, if you have a kid, and you can explain, or if they've watched Hey Arnold. Yeah. just
2: Oh yeah.
1: Then yeah, show them this. But the the content is a little bit more mature than the original show just a tad it, it is a little because there are some things that in this movie that didn't happen the show um drama wise <laughs> uh but that's because it's for the fans that grew up with the show it's primarily for the fans that grew up with, that, that's what i have to tell people about like Think of it like Fuller House, because Fuller House, you know, their main audience are the people who grew up with the original. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like people who make revivals need to think of your target audience is not the next generation, but the people who grew up with the original product. That is how you, that is why Fuller House is as successful as it is and Girl Meets World isn't on TV anymore because they they went the wrong way. Right. You need to, and that is what the Hey R movie did was.
0: They went for the right crowd.
1: They went, because a lot of these little moments, I guess I can mention this one cause the premise of the movie is he's trying to win a trip to go um,
0: right to find to, his parents
1: to, to find his parents so he's trying to the, the um they have like a thing where you can or your school can submit a video to win this contest or whatever so they make a video Gerald makes a video And they get all these people on to explain why Arnold is such a great person. And it's like a cavalcade of people who, like, were on the original show. Mm -hmm. And it's just amazing. Like, because most movies, you want to know, oh, what happened to So-and-so? Or what are they doing? And you can't really fit everybody in. But I thought that was the best way you could have done it. And it's like... And also, I love it because the one recurring character that I couldn't stand barely talks in it, and it was great.
0: Um, oh, you mean that Irish girl. That poor Irish girl. But she's so... But
1: she's so... Oh, my, oh God, I could not... Stand, I, I was fine that they didn't give her up main my I couldn't stand her. It's like, who the heck? Like, That's another...
0: That will be another debate for another show.
1: Okay, I'm, like, I'm not here for you. But anyways, yeah... And there's just so much continuity with it. It's just like oh, you just got so emotional because it was what you in and, and the new Arnold they, they, they changed Arnold's voice after Well, Christmas. they have to. I, I, they yeah, have I had to. to. And I didn't watch the later seasons as much so I didn't really notice when they had shifted but I was reading that um, he was played by Alex D. Lins in the later years. And a lot of the fans felt like he didn't do that good of a job. Um, Alex D. Lins was in Home Alone 3. I alone thought kid. he
0: was good. <sighs> Honestly.
1: I couldn't tell the difference, but some people were like, I was reading some reviews online and I was like, oh, um, The one who plays him now, uh, well, you don't watch. He's
0: 15. I I've looked him up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he was on Desperate Housewives. I remember him as a little kid on Desperate Housewives. He, uh, Mason Cotton. he was on so, and that's so weird to me because the last time I saw him on Desperate Housewives, he was like in elementary school.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, I, I think he did a good job and people were like, well, yes, this is the Arnold we remember. Okay, I, didn't really, I didn't really notice all that of much
0: of a me, dis- me either, <laughs> but I I think it's safe to say that for the most part we will agree the movie was good. It was done well. It was done. It was th- the way it was supposed to be. We had the conclusion that we wanted. Yeah. Now we're getting into the debate of 2018, the great debate of 2018. Do they or don't yeah. they? Do a sixth season, so.
1: I mean, if they can bring back Ducktales, which I don't really think people were clamoring for that badly.
0: Well, that's true.
1: I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people who watch it now, but I don't really think there was a huge fan. base. Not that I knew of. Begging right, you know, them to bring that back, but they got it back.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: And.
0: Um, well, I will say this. I don't, I don't want a sixth season, but if they do it, I will watch
1: it. I I definitely will watch it, because there's—I just feel like they ended it at a point where you could—it could be ended for good. They ended it at a point where it could go both ways, whereas Will and Grace, they ended it at a point where it was just over, period, but then they— they they got rid of it and wiped it clean
0: and brought <laughs> it don't get worked up please don't get worked up
1: I'm sorry yeah um but I feel like they they put it at a point where you could go both ways with it and I think that that's the best way you could do it was it, the doors open for more adventures and the creator even said we'll see how the movie does and we might I and um do more.
0: I think for me, yeah,
1: he's doing much else now, isn't
0: he? <laughs> for me, if I was Craig Bartlett, who is the creator, my decision would go upon how did the fans feel of it, not the rating, because I feel ratings these days are such over, is such an overrated thing to determine if a show can continue or not continue. I think what should be his determining factor is. What did the people think of the movie? If more people thought, hey, this was a good movie, then go for, the next, for that sixth season. If people thought, eh, it wasn't that good, then don't do it. That's how, I, that's how I would do
1: it. Yeah, I mean, certainly that should influence his decision, but at the end of the day, the ratings are what's going to influence the network's decision to bring it back. But, and then you run into the problem of okay, if this is targeted towards the millennials who grew up with Hey Arnold, do they even watch Nickelodeon?
0: Well, I do only because of the Loud House, which so, we brought up at the beginning of the year. So
1: yeah, so you run into that where you know where would it air? Would it air Nickelodeon? Would it air? With the the '90s or all of that on Teen Nick which not everybody not gets everybody Teenage.
2: gets, yeah. So
1: and the '90s are all that actually had the opposite effect on me, where I was, re watching, I was like, this stuff isn't as funny as I. Am. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah.
1: Um, Hey Arnold was probably one of the few shows they aired on there that held up remarkably well. Yeah. Um, Hey Arnold and Clarissa were probably the two that. Still. Oh, yeah, and Doug. Hey Arnold, Doug, and Thurston were the only ones that really held
0: up. Can we have Mark that really one next? Kind of... Can we have Doug? Doug? Yes.
1: See, I'm in...
0: Can we have that one, please?
1: All right. Doug, I am in a weird <laughs> I am one of the very few people who actually enjoyed the Disney version.
2: Thank you! Thank you! <laughs>
1: I've one of the people every every time anybody brings
0: up Doug they like shut
1: the Disney version I'm like no I watched that every saturday
0: morning that was okay I watched yeah I can, loved, can I just say why people should shut up about dissing that version of Doug can I if you don't mind Yeah
2: yeah because they had to grow
0: up
1: they had to grow up the last episode, he
0: graduates sixth grade. What are you going to do? Have him be in summer for
1: three years. No, he's got go to, to go to middle school. You got to go to middle school. I will applaud any cartoon that actually lets the characters age. I will applaud the living yeah,
0: I'm throwing me. a box. I'm throwing a box in anger to not break anything.
1: I will applaud any cartoon that lets the characters take a job. And that was one of the few where they did that. And I applaud them and as told by as told by Ginger, I will applaud for several reasons, and that's one of them. The other one is that the characters actually change clothes every day, which I get for animation purposes why they can't do that, but they actually did that. Oh my gosh. Um Yeah. So I will a Daria did the Daria they aged they aged under Aria, too. I will applaud any cartoon where they actually—that's about kids or teenagers—and they actually aged Although, and here I am applauding the Simpsons as a great cartoon, and they <laughs> never did that. Yeah, you just—you just
0: contradicted your argument.
1: Oh yeah, and the fun fact: um, his wife is Well, okay, Craig Bartlett is married to Lisa Groening, who is Matt Groening career Simpson's sister, who is the basis of Lisa Simpson, which...
0: Oh, uh, man. Lisa Simpson's husband. All right. We've been... Yes, in any case. But in any case,
1: we will watch Hey Arnold if it does come back as a regular season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I will. All right. So, we have one more list. Okay. So, by default... We go to envelope number three. Uh-huh. Okay, I opened it. Uh-huh. So our last Christmas list that we're going to discuss here. The ten what? greatest Christmas TV specials.
1: Okay, I was complaining that we don't have any anymore.
0: <laughs> well, now you have one of your own. Um, this is the oldest of the three videos that of the lists that we have discussed. This was first published on December 21st 2011 and surprisingly this only has 211,000 views. Surprisingly. I thought it would be more. but Alright, so you ready to get into this one? okay all right let's do it we start off with number 10 and merry christmas mr bean Mm, i didn't
1: really
0: watch mr bean so um my sis my older the oldest sister was into it and i know some of our friends are and um i so i i don't know i I think I'd have to watch that whole thing again to give a a, a fair opinion of it. Alright, number nine. The Little Drummer Boy. I have to admit, when I was a kid, this special scared me. And the reason it scared me was because it wasn't like the other Rankin Bass specials as far as like the quality presentation and it just seemed darker mm-hmm. um i mean the the t- like the whole storyline is dark if you consider it cuz the boy's family is killed and he's basically a walking orphan and he gets kidnapped into being a performer. And then his sheep almost dies at the end. Uh, spoiler alert for those who've never seen it. And it sort of has like a sad... I mean, it's a happy, sad ending if you understand where I'm coming from.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Now, the only time that they show this during the th- the 25 Days of Christmas... You have to be up real early in the morning to see this. Like 6, 7 in the morning. Otherwise, DVR that. (laughs) Number 8. Mickey's Christmas Carol.
1: Oh yeah, I grew up with that.
0: This is my dad's favorite version of A Christmas Carol.
1: That was the first version of A Christmas Carol I ever saw.
0: This is a really good one. This is a good, very good one um I think if you're in that group like we are and with our brothers and sisters in this like you saw this, you like it
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you probably think it's one of the best things ever.
1: We have the tape
0: I think we do My dad too. Now, one little thing, and, and this little note I'm going to surprise everybody with, because I don't think you knew this one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: This was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Cartoon Short. Wow. It did not win that year. Um, let me, who, who beat that that year? Let me see. I'm, I'm going to pull that up real quick. Um... Yeah, it was nominated for Best Animated Short Subject. It lost to Sunday in New York. Mm-hmm. And none of us have ever heard of that. So There we go. Alright, uh, what are we at? Seven. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Mm. Oh, that's a good one, Danielle. Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I remember it. I, it's been a while, though. I was reading, actually, about Mickey's Christmas Carol. Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs down.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, they're both burning in hell anyway, so what's the but point? <laughs>
1: they, they can't be right all the time.
0: <laughs> no, that is true. That is true. They cannot be <laughs> right all the time. You are right. Mm-hmm. Um, But no, The Year Without a Santa Claus is a Yankovi family classic. It's one of our favorites.
1: I haven't seen it in years, but I do remember
0: it. Oh, to me, Mickey Rooney is Santa Claus. I think, you know, for the history of media, the movies, TV, to me, Mickey Rooney is Santa Claus. Uh number 6. This is this next one might be controversial. I don't know, but number 6, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. This is very low.
1: It is very low, but I certainly it, it is a classic. I will watch it every year. Um. Yep.
0: It it's interesting because it just turned fifty two years ago. I think every generation since that special has come out has seen that special. And the fact that it still airs every year since it first premiered is a testament to that special. And the other thing... Oh, God, what was I going to say? The other thing is, that's the first peanuts cartoon special that's the very first one after that is when you get the halloween one and then you have the different like Mm -hmm. specials themes holidays you have all those different ones that's the first
1: one yeah i was that special i had said that had aired um on TV about um, actors who were in various um, Christmas movies. They had an interview with the original Lucy from that movie.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, Number five. A Muppet Family Christmas.
1: I need to see that. (laughs) That is like... They they put it
0: on YouTube and people take it down and Um can I tell you something that either might make you happy or might make you angry? Oh, oh it's still
1: on YouTube.
0: Yeah. Um the nostalgia critic is going to be reviewing that this coming week. Oh jeez.
2: <laughs>
0: so either that movie's gonna get torn a new one or it's going yeah, to be well. I know. Oh, my. Uh, number four. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The cartoon, obviously, because we, we talked about the movie earlier. I'm
1: surprised that beat out Charlie Brown.
0: Yeah, I am too. Um, If anything that could help the argument that this is better than the Charlie Brown one, you have Boris Karloff narrating it. And this sort of brings his career back to life for the remaining few years of his life. And he does really good in this as the narrator and as the Grinch. So, but yeah, I, I don't know if I would put that ahead of a Charlie Brown Christmas. Number three, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Um, again, this is an argument where I will make that Mickey Rooney is Santa Claus. Uh-huh. Uh, you have Fred Astaire as the narrator. And you have Kenan Wynn as the winter warlock. Who is in my favorite movie of all time, Finian's Rainbow, as the villain of the movie who ends up becoming a black guy midway through the movie. I'm not kidding, Danielle. I wish I was. Yeah. But I'm not. Doom and gloom. Brian, you know you know you know what I'm talking about. Ah, number two. Frosty the Snowman. This would be my number one.
2: Hmm.
0: This would be my number one. Because basically, Frost, it, it's just a good telling of Frosty, you know? Plus, he comes back to life at the end.
1: Yeah. Frosty died for our sin.
0: <laughs> okay, you didn't hear that. <laughs> and number one, uh, according to the watchmodel.com, the greatest Christmas TV special of all time is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Are we yeah. surprised that's number one? I'm surprised to
1: beat up. I- I'm surprised Brown
2: Christmas is the
0: number one, to be honest. Wow. I think what's more surprising about... Well, I, the, the, again, this is another testament to Rudolph and the the legacy that it has is the parodies that there are on the internet of that special. Because there was a video um, from this website called mostoffensivevideos.com and they did a parody of that called Rudolph the Five-Legged Reindeer. I'll let you think for yourselves why it was called that. The other one um, is a very funny version of Rudolph of the song Rudolph, but it's about how Rudolph doesn't have the red nose. So you could play that for your kids, you know, because it's family friendly. Um, but yeah, um, I think you and I, okay, you and I, we both agree that number one should have been different.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, but we both agree that that Charlie Brown special got ranked way too low. That's yeah. easily top five, maybe even top three for me you you had it you you had it as your number one so
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right so we've done all of our lists we've checked them twice we've done all of our topics because some of them were naughty and nice so we are now going to go to our movies and albums for the month of December and real quick uh I finally updated our list Danielle and we no longer have to dig really deep into our Facebook group to find them because it is pinned right there in our Facebook group so from now on whenever we want to find a movie that we may or may not have you know requested it's uh-huh. right there um so I know I had said or that we had taken your original choice for the movie of the month away. Did you have a backup?
1: I'm going to now check. Okay. And make sure that I can do my backup.
0: Do you want me to do mine while you're looking for yours? Yeah. Okay, you
1: did that. Huh. Okay. And I did that. And then I did that.
0: Maybe she can um, it.
1: Okay, I'll do mine.
0: Okay, very good. I was hoping you would go first.
1: <laughs> Alright. Um all right, well, um since Bill did Christmas Vacation, which I have just in recent years really started getting back into again. Um the one that I'm going to go with, um, this is one of those weird ones where Christmas isn't that, it, it, it does take place around Christmas, where Christmas isn't that much involved in the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that hard, though, um, <laughs> <laughs> which most people love. Um, But it is the holiday, which, again, it takes place, it's about the last two weeks of December. So Christmas is part of the movie, but it's not as heavily, it's more of a backdrop than Mm -hmm. as part of the plot. So The Holiday is about these two women. One is played by Cameron Diaz. One is played by Kate Winslet. And they um, swap houses for two weeks. Right. So, like, Kate Winslet goes to California where Cameron Diaz's character goes to England. And it's a good movie. You know, if you're not into chick flicks, though, I, I do not recommend watching this which I can tell Bill is just,
2: um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it's from Nora Ephron. Nora Ephron did movies like um, Sleepless in Seattle. You've got me. So if you're not into those type of movies, I do not recommend sitting through this because you probably would not like this, but I love those type of movies. So this is a great movie. And yes, there is romance because chick flick and it's Nora Ephron. And of course, and there's Jude Law. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Jack Black. And Jack Black? For Jack
0: some Black? odd reason.
2: It,
1: it, it's Jack Black not p- being over the top, which is weird. Because I remember when I first heard this, I was like, Jack Black and a chick? Could but he is so downplayed in this. It's he, He's still likable, he's still funny, but if you're looking for, like, Nacho Libre. Yeah. Yet, You're not going to get that in this movie because it's a classy movie and it's about, but um, but it's a very you know, it. it, I love it. You could watch it any time of year, but Christmas is a huge part of the backdrop in this movie. You see the lights all over the place, you see the trees all. Um it's a very cute like sort of warm and cozy snuggle up and watch you know yeah. movie. And I um highly recommend it.
2: So yeah. All right. Um
0: my movie for this month it gets played around Christmas every year. <laughs> And, and I don't know why it does. I mean, I have nothing against this movie that I'm about to mention because I love this movie. But it always gets played during Christmas. Again, I don't know why. Um, and when I did the list, I was very surprised that I had not mentioned this movie at all in the however many episodes we have done. I think it's like 27 or 28 at this point. Uh, but my movie for this month is Ben-Hur, the 1959 masterpiece, uh, uh, starring Charlton Heston. This is the the movie that Heston got his Academy Award for Best Actor. Um, this is the epic of epics. This is, like, 1A or 1B, depending on where you want to list it, um... This movie is really well done. To me, it still stands the test of time. Um, It's got a very good cast. Uh, Jack Hawkins, Haya Reed, who I believe is the only person still alive from that movie um, that is still living. Uh, Well, of course, alive, living. Uh, Also, uh, Stephen Boyd, who has a breakout performance as Masala, uh, Judah Ben-Hur's friend. Um, You also have Hugh Griffith who, and nothing against him, he's good in this movie, but he wins an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor, which I don't agree with, but again, nothing against him. Um, Martha Scott, Kathy O'Donnell, and Sam Jaff. Some people get confused that this is the original Ben Hur, which it is not. This is not the original Ben Hur. The original Ben Hur was a silent movie in 1925. So this is the first. This is the first remake of Ben Hur because there is the other remake that came out last year, which um, I'm not going to work myself up. It was good. It's not as good as this one. And I hated the ending to the remake, the second remake of Ben-Hur. But this movie uh-huh. is so good. It's a long movie. <laughs> it's a long movie. It's over three hours long. Um, and this movie set the record at the time. And it would not be matched for almost 40 years for uh, winning the most Academy Awards. It was nominated for 12 Academy Awards and won 11, which at that time was unheard of. The only one, and I, I have it in front of me, the only one that it did not win was Best Adapted Screenplay. So that was sort of like a minor award if you want to look at it. But This was the first to win eleven, and only two other movies have done that since Titanic and the third Lord of the Rings movies, or movie. I just love this movie. It is so good. I will watch it. It does not matter where it is in the movie. I will watch the movie. I know where it is, um, and it's a great movie. I just love this movie. If you get a chance. Cause I think it's going to be on Christmas weekend, not Christmas Day. Go check it out. It is a true classic movie.
2: Mm.
0: So now we go from our um, movie to our album of the month. Now I get the cause you started the movie. I will do the album. Okay. And I wanna, I wanna correct myself. I actually made a mistake in the last episode uh, because I had said that we were going to have a first where one of us was going to pick like the same artist twice for a different album. I did not realize that I had not picked an Aerosmith record. So I do apologize for that mistake. But, but the album that I am picking and this is going into the Christmas theme is an album that was played a lot when I was a kid, and it still is played to this day. And this is so out of my reach as far as the genre of music goes, Daniel, you're going to be surprised. Uh It is the Stadler Brothers Christmas Card. That is the name of the album. And it is a very good Christmas album, a good record. um, Because it's all Christmas songs, and it's like the two sides are like the first half are them singing Christmas songs. And then the second half are sort of new like Christmas songs, but they sing it. And it's just a fun album. Like if you're the country music, this is a fun album to listen to. Uh, this was released in 1978. And... If you're a country fan or if you're a fan of Christmas albums and you're looking for a brand new one to listen to, I recommend the Statler Brothers Christmas card, especially with their version of Jingle Bells, which might be the best version of Jingle Bells ever. Mm. Alright, how about you? Where do we go for our album of the month?
1: Okay, well, this is a little bit different, but um, I had just, this album actually just came out, like, about, I'd say, uh, a month or so ago, maybe, not, maybe even a few weeks ago. Um, I was watching, as I do every year, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, mm-hmm. and I was having, like, a huge... Cr- I go on a Christmas album kick every year, but I was really having a huge one this year because um, there were a lot of people in the parade this year that were singing Christmas carols. Right. And uh, and their their new albums or whatever. And Gwen Stefani was singing this version of White
2: Christmas that I
1: thought was just so good. I was like, oh my god. I have got to get her album. And so I got it and uh, so I went and found it and oh my god every song on there it's just so good and I I don't know it, it kind of has a sort of old tiny kind of like 1940s sort of feel to it but then it's up it's contemporary as well and is she has she covers does some covers of Jingle Bells, Let It Snow, Last Christmas,
2: mm-hmm. which is
1: Last Christmas is probably one of my favorite songs ever. I have like about twenty different versions of that song on my phone. Right. And Santa Baby, and um, but she also has some songs that she wrote herself, Christmas songs. Um, I th- well I know if she wrote them, but let me actually let me check before I clarify. Um, but there are original songs on, um, the album as well. And then, um, there is, um, a duet with Blake Shelton, who is her boyfriend, um, called You Make It Feel Like Christmas, which is just so cute, um, um, and let's see if I'll pull that up. Um Oh yeah, she wrote um Yeah, she wrote a couple of songs on here. A lot of the originals. Yeah, she did write them. Good job, Gwen.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, and it's a very like it flows very nicely. I had, um, I played it when I had come home from a, um, I had actually gone down to a town, there's a town here in Maryland called Boonesboro, um, where there's an author, famous author, named Nora Roberts, and she has a bookstore in Boonsboro. Mm-hmm. And I had driven down there because I wanted to see the Christmas decorations in Boonesboro and the Christmas stores, and it's very pretty there. Um, and so I was kind of in a festive mood. So I, I watched that special I was talking about earlier about the Christmas movies and then I put on the, uh, and then I put on the ones to album, and it was very, it was very good. Like, I felt very festive and I, I really highly recommend it. Um, called, um, but yeah, it's. Gwen Stefani, and it's called um, You Make You Feel Like Christmas.
0: All right. And that is how we're going to wrap up not only this episode, but that's how we're going to wrap up 2017. Wow. Can't believe this year's coming to an end. So we're going to do the plugs one more time. You can jo- uh, follow our Facebook group. We are on Twitter at Nostalgia Crew Fifteen. You can join, yeah, follow us on no, follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Crew Fifteen. Join us on Facebook. Just type in Nostalgia Crew. You are right there. And if for some reason you can't find it, click on the link below, and you're right there. And don't forget to visit my Patreon page, Patreon.com. Backslash Bill's World of Podcasts to help not only this podcast, but the other podcasts that I do as well. So, after you are done celebrating Christmas, or Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, whichever holiday it is, uh, and you're done being around those annoying relatives of yours that you don't want to be with, (laughs) uh, next month, we start up 2018, and we are going to do the second annual Future of Nostalgia Award. Where Danielle and I we're going to pick one thing. Either movie, TV, music, video game, whatever. That we think many years down the road people are going to be talking about as nostalgic. That people really, really loved. Um... Mm. Plus, we'll also talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the class of 2018. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on who made it and who didn't make it, and a whole lot more. So, thanks for tuning in. Hope you all have a wonderful holiday season, and we want to wish you all a happy and healthy rest of the year and a healthy 2018 And come back next time for a brand
2: new episode of Nostalgia Crew.